If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Tuesday, October 2nd. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. My name is Jeff Dollar. I never make mistakes. I just read what was written, like Anchorman, like Ron Burgundy. My name is uh, Jeff Dollar. Today, I'm grateful that our studio at Industrious is open and running, and we had a successful first weekend with our new podcast. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful that Ellie is taking so much ownership in her um, book character day costume. Ellie has book character day at school this week. And I asked her, like, I couldn't, none of her books have an overwhelming lead character. Like her good night, there's a book called Good Night Train. And there's a bunch of farm animals, animals, but not one central. But it doesn't have to be the main character, right? I mean, if she could do, she should, she could have gone as a bowl full of mush from Good Night Moon. Yeah, but that would have been hard to do. Like or an old woman whispering hush. Um, but so I asked her, you know, she's like two, almost three. And I said, Ellie, what do you want to dress up for book character day? Like, what do you, who do you want to be for book character day? And she said, I want to be Bobby. And I forgot that Bobby actually, her stuffed animal, her favorite stuffed animal, Bobby actually has a book. Yeah. So Bobby's accomplished a lot in his two years. He really has. Uh-huh. Um, Found himself a new home with Ellie and penned himself a novel. He did. Got it published. <laughs> Distributed. So I asked her, and this is working out really well with Ellie, is you let her pick out online, like, what she wants. So I said, Ellie, you know, I picked out all the stuff that I wanted. And then I gave her, like, two choices. You know, I'm like, hey, do you want these ears or these ears? And both would have been great. So she kind of felt ownership of it. And then every day since then, she's been like, okay, so I'm going to wear this bobby spot here because we got, like, stick-on spots for her, you know, like, a little white outfit. And because he's white white with black spots and she just keeps taking so much ownership of it and she's thinking it through so well and she's like okay so when I have to go to the bathroom I'm gonna take my tail off and then I'm gonna put it in my backpack I didn't tell her to do this and you didn't either she's just like thinking forward and she you know laid out all the spots that were options on the floor to see which one looked most like Bobby and I'm just I'm so proud of her because I think it's cool that she's taking ownership of it and thinking through it which is so like her um and I think it's really neat to watch her be excited about it. And then today, yesterday, she's like, is it tomorrow that I'm dressing up like Bobby? And I was like, no, it's Wednesday. She's like, Wednesday, okay. And who's picking me up on Wednesday after Bobby Day? You know? I, I, I'm actually fascinated that she's that into it. Mm-hmm. And it's really neat to see. Maybe it's just a thing that comes with this age, you know, taking the ownership of it and, and getting invested in it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I'm really, I was really excited that she was so into it. Yeah, it was really sweet. And our studio, by the way, because Jeff mentioned that's what he was grateful for. We don't have a booking link for you yet, but we will soon. So it's up. It's running. We will, it's, we will today. It's functional. But hopefully by the end of the day today, we'll have a booking link. So you may book at your leisure. If you want to book it, email us. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not that we don't have a booking link. It's that right now. It's concierge white glove service. There you go. You reach out to one of us. And we will hold your hand through the book. We will process. tailor your experience. And actually, I think we should, when the booking link is up, um, I, I would, it would be 
interesting when the whole process is done to give out the the link, you know, and let people go through the process of booking mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, use of the studio yeah. and trying different things just to see if it makes sense and stuff. Because we're ma- too close to it. Yeah. And there's not a lot of platforms. We ended up finding one at the last minute yesterday. Callie found it. But we had, we found this platform that would allow people to go in and book the studio and tack on some add-ons and, you know, make it so, so you got exactly, we want it to be really, we want you to get exactly what you want, right? Yeah. And, well, it turns out that this platform presets the appointments. So if you wanted to book it from 245 to 345, you couldn't. You had to book it at three. Or at two, and I did. I, There's probably like 500 booking websites and services, right? And they all, none of them, 100 what Jeff like fit what Jeff and I would like to do. So we've been through probably like what six, 90 of them are identical. And yeah. I and and I have said this before, but you know who is rich enough for me? The guy who thought up Burger King. Because what's Burger King? Burger King is mcdonald's with a gas grill instead of with a with a you know open flame grill instead of a flat iron grill right if somebody but if you told me if somebody came to me and said i have a big idea i am going to or wendy's i'm going to invent i'm going to launch a a spot a fast food spot that specializes in burgers and fries i would say don't do it it's already been done it's mcdonald's there's one right every every mile across america Everybody goes to McDonald's. Why would you? But guess who's doing fine? Wendy's. Guess who's doing fine? Burger King. So I say that to let you know that there are 100 companies out there that are all exactly the same when it comes to booking uh, event space, you know, studio type things, booking things. They're all identical. And they're all doing great. Mm-hmm. Appears to be anyways. So if you have an idea and you're thinking, I don't want to do that. It's already been done. Do it anyway. Yeah, and these people, I don't know if you noticed, because I was on the, there's all these websites, you know, where you can compare and contrast. Like, you know, Consumer Reports has pros of this camera, cons oh of God. this camera. That, that just took me back to high school, and it was a little traumatic. My dad still subscribes to Consumer Reports. No, the compare and contrast thing. Oh, got it. Okay. That was that was a high school phrase for me. Um, <laughs> Compare and contrast these two characters from Of Mice and Men. Yes. Um, so they have all these like, you know, what where people are trying to differentiate themselves, I think, is that they're doing like there's one that specializes in like salons. There's one that specializes in spas, one for hotels, one for like there's not one for the podcast industry because well, we should it's not really a thing yet. Yeah, I, I think we just invested in a studio. So I think we're done investing in our business for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a book at email us. I'm sure there's somebody listening to this right now who has a 15 year old kid in their house and he or she is, can code, knows how to, knows that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And if we could go into business with them and say, look, we'll, we've got the idea and the connections to spread the word. You've got the know how to do it. Let's get, to, I'll go into business with a 15 year old. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Um, okay. So it is our first show in October. And usually on the show, we would be announcing our October Lucians. 
but we don't have them yet because we didn't talk about what ours are last year. And I would like to take a poll to see who wants to do October Lucians. Um, like who's the poll of me? You and anyone listening. Oh, okay. Um, because I feel like my October Lucian is to uh, have a healthy child and learn how to parent two children at the same time. Like that's all I pretty much have capacity for at this point. So I don't have any aspirations really other than keeping my family under a roof and, and clothed and fed. I can do mine. Cause my October Lucian is going to be the same as my birthday resolution. And I've been dabbling in it and I'm getting better and it just makes life better. Well, don't say it because I want to pull what we did last year. So let's say on. Did you say poll earlier or poll? Poll. But just now I said I want to pull our October Lucians from oh, last year to see okay. what they were and see if we see if we did them. Um, I can't say mine out loud right now. No. Because I'll forget it. Well, write it down. I'll lose the paper. No. Here's the pen. Write it down. Um, and for those of you that Try aren't. To why? Why? More. What? He's writing something very long. I'm writing the whole thing because if oh, I just okay. write nine words, I look at it and it says, you know, City Bus, Atlanta Hawks, Michelin Frog. And I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? But, so I'm yeah, writing no, the write whole it. sentence. Good, okay. good for you. And I got to figure out where Ellie Dollar put them somewhere. But I actually did physically write ours down and I put it in an envelope and said, you know, open in September 2023. Now, I don't know where that envelope is, but it's somewhere and it's green and it's somewhere in this office. Um, so we'll have to find it. But if October Lucians are interesting to you, um, we will talk about them a little bit this week and then everybody bring their resolutions to the table on Monday. And we're starting our resolutions, by the way, if you don't know, in October, because we just feel like it gives us a head start on everybody starting in January. People is, fine. People look at January October's 1st better. as, oh, a fresh start, new year, whatever. We get that. I'm a, I love a fresh start. But the problem with January 1st is you have just eaten yourself into oblivion with holiday food. Mm -hmm. You're in the most debt that you'll be in all year. Mm -hmm. You're overwhelmed with stuff. You just got done spending time with family. You've just decorated, then undecorated your house. Just chaos. Mm -hmm. That's not the time to say, you know what? I'm going to start something new. October is because now, whatever it is, let's say it's eating healthy. Now you can eat healthy until this middle of December. Mm -hmm. Let yourself go for a couple of weeks. Have all the Christmas cookies, right? Have all the fudge. Have all of the, the stocking stuff for treats. Eat all that. And then when January 1 rolls around, you're not starting something new. You're just picking up what you've already crushed. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Getting a running head start, as they say. So we'll talk about that next Monday. But think about it. Think about what you oh, would like. Oh, we have like. a whole week? Okay. We have a whole week? Glad I wrote uh, it down. Um, yeah, you totally would have forgotten it. Okay, this weekend, we did a couple of things that were really awesome. On Friday, you would, we were opening our studio on Saturday morning, right? I think this is our first time <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> It was actually a reminder for me to tell you to remind you to do something. Oh, what do I have to do? I'll write it down. Are you going to edit this out? Not now. Oh, I don't. Um, you have to make sure that Whitney's Sit With Wits podcast is good to go for tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, by the time people are hearing this, if they go over <laughs> to look at Calling Home with Whitney Goodman and it's not there, text me. <laughs> we are unhinged. Okay. 
Um, so you would think that if we have clients coming into a brand new space, doing something brand new on Saturday, that we would spend all Friday working, but that's not what we did at all. Because Ellie, since it was going to be a working weekend, usually our weekends are family time and we wanted to hang out with the smallest dollar. We wanted to have a little fun morning with With, her. With the half dollar? With the half dollar. (laughs) 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 You're hilarious. Um, and so we woke up, we went to breakfast at this place called Buttermilk Kitchen. So good. One of our favorite breakfast places had pancakes with Ellie. And then we took her to the park, which is so cute. So I'm here to tell you, even if you have work to do, always pick the family stuff because if you can, if you can, and obviously so many people can't because of jobs, but I, I would use that as uh encouragement. If you are on the fence about quitting your job or trying to do something on your own and you're wondering if you can weather the financial hardship or the whatever, but you're close, right? You're on the fence. Man, stuff like that makes it so worth it. So being worth it. Being able for both of us to go. We went to the playground on Friday. There's nobody. We saw three other people the whole time we were there. And we saw more dogs than humans. The restaurant wasn't crowded. And sometimes it is work-related. Like, sometimes you cannot leave work. You can't. That's not an option. But what I'm talking about specifically is when you're guilting yourself into thinking, you're like, oh, well. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. you don't have to be somewhere. But you're like, well, I really should because then I'm going to feel bad. And then I'm going to, no, no, no. If you're in that situation and you're debating, choose what's best for you and your family. Um, because it really is just wonderful time. And, oh, so great. Uh, then we dropped Ellie off. We went to dinner and then immediately went to the studio to make sure everything was as good as possible. And we were there till like 10 30, 11, 11 o'clock at night. Here's something now that the weekend has come and gone. Here's something that I can say about the studio. Obviously we do audio really well. I know very little about video, right? But we want there to be a video component in the studio. I still maintain that videos on, on YouTube, the podcasts on YouTube are, don't have staying power. We get, social media clips. Yes. Right. Full well, YouTube podcasts. No. So we want there to be, a, and so, but now that being said, if that's how you choose to deliver your podcast, go for it. There's nothing Fabulous. wrong with it. It's another revenue stream. If you want to put the work and the energy and the time into that, Go for it. Uh, but w- we wanted to make sure that we had a good video component. So one, people who wanted to do that could do it. And two, so that um, we could pull social media, pull pieces, pieces of the show, make them into social media clips. But I have no idea about video. We asked a bunch of people. Callie asked people she used to work with at CNN. We asked, you know, spouses of, of people who just casually mentioned, yeah, my Husband's an actor, and he's got a self-tape studio in the basement. Yeah. Oh, give me his number. I need him. We talked to so many people. Literally 30 minutes before the podcast people, the hosts, were to arrive at the studio, I figured out how to successfully record all four cameras. All three. We only had three hooked up. But all three cameras on individual files, and I did it for every single episode. Now, you say Literally 30 minutes, but thir- you weren't looking at the clock. Yeah. It was five to 10 minutes before they showed up. Couldn't I mean, believe- we were 
it was to the wire. And it's a lot more complicated than it sounds because you have the audio, then you have the video. And when there's three video files, like three separate video files, that's a lot of data, right? I mean, think about how much you use your phone or whatever. Like that takes up a lot of space. And then to sync the audio with the video is a whole other thing that we're just not used to. So this is not our world yet, but we pulled it off. They looked great. They sounded amazing. This show is hysterical. They laughed. They cried. We laughed. Literally. Yeah. They, Jeff was they, laughing out loud. They cried at the end of it. It was great. Yeah. Was and, great. And, they, and they were able to record eight episodes. Just so funny when non, and you know, no insult to them or anyone, but this used to happen all the time in the radio, with radio. People just assumed, and this is, by the way, a testament to the folks who work on these things. The people just assumed when I worked on radio that everybody just rolled in at quarter to six in the morning, mm-hmm. turned the mics on 15 minutes later, did a four hour show, and then by 10 30, we're all home drinking mimosas yeah. or whatever. The more like the bird show that I worked on for so many years. That was a 24-hour day job, a day job for, I don't know, I think when I left, there were something like 15 people working on it. Yeah. In order to deliver that great audio 20 hours a week. Yeah. So when people come in, they say, yeah, I'm going to record a, uh, I think I'm going to need the studio for a half hour because I got a 20-minute podcast episode. You'll never pull it. It's You need more than that. So Give for, yourself more time. For them to do eight episodes in one day and have the last episode be as good or better than the first, remarkable. And they crushed it. They absolutely crushed it. And minor detail that we didn't say before, they had never met in person. That's so wild. So that is another factor because one big thing with podcasting when you're listening to it is chemistry. And if the chemistry's off, it just doesn't work. These guys got together. They met for the first time the day before. They knocked out an entire season of a podcast. It was funny. Jeff and I were laughing out loud. And they were, my favorite part of the whole day was that they were so proud of what they accomplished. At the end of the day, they cried as soon as we finished, like as soon as we wrapped. There 1022 Studios will make you, will bring tears to your eyes. So that was really cool um, just to see the pride, you know? It's like watching it, because at the beginning, they're like, well... And all of our clients are this way pretty much like, well, can we do this? Will people find it interesting? I don't know. Did they like me? Will I be good at this? And then the confidence level, it just just threw the roof. Like, I'm so proud of all of our shows. I mean, Carpool, so confident now. You know, like Uh everybody, Mosh, so confident now. He's always been confident. Not in the very beginning because he was like, what if I remember when he was like, you know, (laughs) thinking so hard about what. There there was one time. I'm a couple months into it when uh, maybe like maybe maybe not even 10 weeks into it where he called. Um, we didn't have any advertisers for him at the time. And his listeners the week before had fallen flat. And then the next week we signed two or three annual advertisers. He had a record breaking week and he was nominated for a national press award, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just cool to see everybody's confidence grow. And that's honestly one of my favorite parts of developing podcasts is watching people find that confidence, find their stride, and then be great at it. It's so cool. My favorite, my proudest moment happened five minutes into the day. as let, we, we were. Let me set the scene. As we were blocking camera shots before we even hit record. 
We have been, and we've talked about this a little bit on the show, but Jeff does not like the decor that goes after the functional furniture. Chairs, gotta have them. Table, gotta have them. Um, But the little knickknacks, Jeff has an issue with. So we have majorly scaled back. And he said to me, Callie. I, I have, just for the record, I have an issue. I don't have an issue with decorative, meaningful knickknacks. I have an issue with pointless clutter knickknacks. Like, like I in the house and in the studio. I just don't, I just don't get it. Baskets that sit on tables with strings of beads or (laughs) I don't understand it. Like, why are you just putting something there that's going to make it difficult to use that table if we have to set anything down or books that you've never read and you just have stacks of books that may have no meaning whatsoever. This really just lights Chef up. So we have this little tiny lamp. At the studio. At the studio. And it's sitting on a table in between two chairs. But the natural flow of the studio, you would walk behind a chair to to sit in it. And um, Jeff was like, Callie, somebody's going to knock that over. We don't need that here. And I was like, no, but it looks really good. And it does look really good. And, like, let's just keep but it. It'll be fine. Can I say something about it does look really good? It's not in any of the shots. For this purpose, it's not in any of the shots. For any purpose. The only shot it would be in is if you were taking a picture of the studio to say, here's a studio with a tiny lamp. So, um, we were setting everybody up where they were going to sit in their chairs. And one of our podcasters bumped the table and the the glass lamp shattered. And Jeff, I don't think I've ever seen you. Jeff might have been more excited when that lamp broke. It was Christmas than, morning. Than he was on our wedding day. It was the like, day Ellie was born. It, I mean, life highlight for Jeff. Because first of all, our forget, host felt I'll, so bad. I'll never forget that day. She felt awful. And Jeff was like, no, 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 no. There is no feeling awful. This is the best thing that has ever happened. I told you so. I told you the lamp was going to be the way. And that someone was going to knock it over. Um, and she felt awful and she didn't need to, it was like a $15, like, you know, we can get another lamp. It's not a big deal. But Jeff was felt very validated. The the reason it it bugged me so much at the studio is because the only thing that like the studio has to look good and sound good. Right. But when can't, the only thing that matters is the output. And I used to work in a radio studio where it was not kept neat and people would just bring stuff in and it would just get dirty and dusty and you said it's pretty nasty, right? It was so nasty. And uh the the host of the show didn't want cleaning people in there because they would mess up his papers. So they just told the cleaning crew not to clean it. Oof. So it would there would just be dust bunnies on the table. It was just gross. And it's a beautiful that radio studio was a was a you know half million dollar studio. Yeah. Our Podcast studios, you know, not even one percent of that, but it's still clean. So yeah, yeah. So I just don't see the need to have that stuff around. And if we do have it, maybe maybe it should be plastic. We decided that we would tell Ellie Dollar about our Disney trip. We're going to Disney uh, on the twenty first of this month. We decided we would tell her on October first because then we'd be able to break out a calendar and she could count down the days and it would all be on the same page. And we didn't want to make it too far in advance because, you know, uh, two months 
to a two-year-old is like a year and a half. Sure. I mean, that's way it's, too long. It's, it's five, 10% of her life. Yeah, right? So we decided that we were going to tell her in October and she got a letter in the mail from Daisy Duck, formally inviting her to hang out. With her, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, and Pluto. And, Pluto. And, and, all the, and all the other friends that live at Walt Disney World. And it came with a calendar. And I, I haven't heard your take on it yet, Callie. I am going to choose that she was just so overwhelmed with emotion that she didn't know how to process that that's why she cried. But once we gave it to her, we showed her, she knows she, she, she's known for a month or so that she's going to be going on a plane because mm-hmm. she likes planes. Mm-hmm. So she looks in the sky, she sees them. She reads about them. She reads about them. If they fly, um, if they fly low, she like hides, wants to see them go over, you know, see the low flying planes go over. It's cute. So, so she's known about the plane. So the calendar was, you know. And she knew we were going to Florida. Had an had a airplane on the 21st. And, we, and, and I don't remember where it happened, but at one point she just took a deep breath and started crying. She started, <laughs> she started crying. And I think that's actually very true to form, and we could have predicted that. The because, crying? Yeah, because I think we were both staring at her. We were making kind of a big deal about it. I was filming her. And then we were talking through the calendar. It was a lot of information coming at her in like a span of two minutes. And Ellie doesn't like when things are just too much. It's the same thing as when we cheered her on. We were talking about last week how she did her her little E's, her lowercase E's really well. And we cheered for her and she started welling up. Like, I think she's just like, this is too much. Why are people staring at me? Why are you making it? Like, stop it. Um, And I think she was just overwhelmed by our response to it, which is, you know. That that keeps I, happening. I don't know. I the cheering I get because we, that was loud and sudden. I think we scared her. Yeah. With that, you know, because she's just sitting there concentrating on drawing her lowercase e, and she does it, and all of a sudden, you and I both go, Dah! and she she jumped. Yeah. And it's and it and she cried. I, but then we started looking at pictures on Instagram because oh, it, it, this is a, such a beautiful gift. Instagram is you just search. You know, the character, like one of the restaurants we're going to is called Tusker House. So you just search mm-hmm. that place on Instagram. And all of a sudden, there's 100 pictures of Daisy and Donald and Mickey, you know, in their Tusker House restaurant costumes, walking around, meeting everybody. And she's watching. And she can't wait for that. I said, are you going to give Daisy a hug? She says, yeah. And I think Ellie Ellie. She likes- actually said, not at first. That I asked her if she's going to give Daisy a hug. She goes, not, not at first. first. Totally fine with that answer. Uh, she likes to know and study things before she decides how she feels about them. And so that's why I think it's good that we told her. Jeff was like, oh, my gosh, I wish we would have told her. She cried. That was not what I had in my head. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is great because she now will get to be prepared for, like, a month. And she likes to be prepared. So If she doesn't um, warm up to the, the Disney characters, I promise you, uh, I'm going to take a picture with everyone, with her, with or without her. I'm so excited just to see her face. Whatever the emotion is, I'm excited to see her face when those kids come, when those characters come alive. Here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is that single millennial women out-earn men in six cities. 
where are the places? Knoxville, Tennessee, Ogden, Utah, Toledo, Ohio, random, Cape Coral, Florida, Portland, Maine, and Allentown, Pennsylvania, where single millennial women are making $3,900 more than single millennial men. Did it say what the industries are doing that, causing that, driving that? It did not. It did not. It I did thought not. it was just a glitch in my matrix. All right, here's your second random thing. Uh, the director of the movie Saw, the new movie, uh, the new Saw movie in the franchise, said that one of the editors had the police called on him <laughs> because they thought that someone was being tortured in the house. The editor, obviously, screening parts of the, the Saw film yeah. without headphones on, uh, it was so realistic that the neighbors called the police. <laughs> the editor invited the cops in and said, I work in movies. I'm editing a horror film. And then showed them the footage. They were able to ask the neighbors, did it sound like this? The neighbors were like, yep. <laughs> okay, two things. First of all, one, how do you not know that your that your neighbor works in that kind of industry? Even if you did, if somebody, if our neighbor was a film editor and I heard somebody screaming, I don't think I would ever think, oh, he's probably just working on a film. I would think he's a film editor and also a psycho. Um, did you know that Saw, the Saw franchise is one of like the highest grossing franchises like ever for horror movies? I didn't know it was that popular. People love it. And to me, it is my nightmare, my ultimate like nightmare. Movies. You don't like horror movies. I don't like to be scared. Yeah. I really don't. I like psychological thrillers. The gore for the sake of being gory. Just like, um, what was that? Did you see, like, Red Dragon? Nope. Like, psychological throat, like that. Good. And your third random thing for today is there is a study out about the happiest job in the world. Would you like to guess what industry has the happiest workers in the United States? The editor of the Saw movie. No. Oh. Uh, number one, construction. Number two, uh, and they have the highest self-levels of reported happiness of any major industry. Um, then technology, followed by finance, which I find hard to believe because they feel like finance people, the very rich work a lot. And when I was right out of college, the people that worked in finance worked like a bajillion right. hours a week and they were the low man. Well, the maybe they ball. didn't respond to the survey because they didn't have time. Maybe the only right. people who responded to the survey were the millionaires. Number four, nonprofit. Number five, restaurants, which I also find hard to believe because that's a hard industry. Travel and hospitality is number six. Education is number seven. And number eight is healthcare. And those are your three random things. You are strong, you are brave, you're kind, and you always belong here. <laughs>